Welcome to Business Reporter's Future of Insurance podcast series in association with CoreLogic. I'm Georgie Frost and over the next five episodes, I'll be looking at how the industry is adapting to meet the needs of a changing world. I'll be exploring the role of AI and machine learning, the threat of climate change, and how the technology involved in mapping weather events and natural hazards can be deployed on a national scale. But first, let's focus on the now. We've spent more than a year in the grips of a global pandemic. It's impacted hugely on the way we live our lives and do business. So how has the insurance industry responded to changing expectations and the push to a digital consumer experience? Well, joining me now to discuss this is Wes Jones. Wes has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry with time spent on the carrier side, software vendor side, and now the data solution side with CoreLogic, where he oversees the company's customer success team and CoreLogic's digital hub alliance team. Welcome, Wes. Wes, what impact has the pandemic had? Where were we and where are we now? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, George. It's great to be here. As you know, insurance is inherently conservative. Uh, it's an industry founded on minimizing risk. So, uh, you know, while adopting change is inherently uncomfortable for many people, um, adopting change in the insurance industry, it, frankly, it's, you know, like downright difficult. And many people just prefer to sort of hang on to their existing views over, I'll say, the difficulty of grappling with new views. So having said that, like COVID pushed the entire industry, um, the entire world, really, but the uh, specific to insurance, our industry into a new reality, like things had to change. Um, so between consumer expectations, health regulations, all of that, it forced uh, a new way of transacting business. Um, and so historically, you would see inspectors, appraisers, claims adjusters, making appointments, going out on site, transacting work sort of the old way. Um, and that was not acceptable. And now the industry's forced to work remotely and virtually. Um, and that's sort of, you know, the big obvious change and where the industry's going. Specifically, what are we looking at here? What are we talking about? What needs to happen to get up to speed and to adapt? Well, a lot, to be, to be honest. The industry, again, slowed its change. Um, they've done things on site, and now they're having to go through, at many different levels, change to do things sort of the new way. So what we saw were companies, carriers and supply chain companies, at the leadership level, making a decision that say, we're going to go forward. Um, we're going to embrace a, a virtual reality. Um, and they also had the technology to do it. So there was a lot of insure tech out there. They had the technology to do that. And so very quickly, they tried to pivot, but they didn't necessarily have all the processes in place. They didn't have the infrastructure in place. They, they, they saw, say, less than what they thought they would see in terms of adoption. So while all the intent was there, the execution didn't take place. And I think that's sort of what we saw through COVID was great intent and, and struggling to get the effort and the execution in place around adoption on this. So that, that to me is sort of, you know, what we're taking out of this is, is we see the industry changing, but they're really struggling to work their way through this. Is that uniform? I'm sure there's someone listening thinking, hang on a minute. We are <laughs> well, well ahead of the game on this. There, there are carriers that are well ahead of the game on this. There's carriers that are excellent at, I'll say, taking an enterprise-wide look and coming up with an enterprise-wide 
digital adoption strategy, a virtual play, all the way from um, applying for a policy uh, on the underwriting side through paying for a claim on the claim side. And they've been much more successful at working their way through sort of the, the COVID times, the changes that have been required, making a digital play. And there's others that have taken sort of a piecemeal bite-sized approach. Uh, instead of making transformational change, they're making incremental change. And so they've been um, slower to adopt and I'll say less successful. Is there an argument for having a slightly more cautious approach? It is the industry's nature after all. Yeah, in certain times, you're right. It's a, it's a more cautious approach, making sure what they're doing is right. But over the past year, I don't think there was an ability to take a cautious approach. You know, we were forced through over the past 12 years, uh, or 12 months rather, we've moved ahead three or four years worth in terms of the change, um, trying to catch up to other industries. Um, and so while people may want to take a cautious approach to the change, I don't think that the consumer's expectations in COVID have allowed for that. Um, you know, for, for example, you know, what you can do today, Georgie, in the banking industry, you know, you can open accounts, you can deposit checks, you can take out mortgages, you can buy a house um, virtually, never site, you know, going on site. There's no reason the insurance industry can't settle a claim, you know, without going on site. And really, the insurance industry has to step up to the other industries in terms of the expectations. And I don't think we can do that cautiously, as you ask. You know, it has to be a more accelerated, aggressive approach. I don't ask. I just suggest. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like quite a deep-seated historical issue with the industry. Do you think the change would have happened were it not for COVID? It would have happened, but it would have taken a lot longer. The consumers would have been a lot more frustrated, you know, with the process. The fact that you can enjoy a, a successful and easy to use and transparent experience in virtually every other industry, whether it's shopping for groceries or going on vacation or buying things through Amazon or whatever the case may be, banking, and yet you can't do that in insurance, at least not across the board successfully, that's a frustration. Now, we're hearing it loud and clear from policyholders, and we're seeing it at CoreLogic from carriers that are really asking for help and trying to move forward and figure out this digital landscape. And so I think those that are moving successfully at an enterprise level, that's what we wanna see versus those that are being cautious and taking sort of a piecemeal approach. You've touched on it there with, with online shopping and with banking, I guess the key drivers of the change of customer expectations. I mean, these things, the changes are all around us. I, oh, it is. It's all around us. And, and we, we see it in, at very various different levels throughout the insurance space. I and mean, certainly every other industry has gone through it. But in insurance, you're seeing it, um, the change and the new technology coming in and the changes around do you have to go on site? Can you handle things remotely? Can you do them through video you know, and virtually? Uh, and so whether on the claims side, it's around scoping, creating estimates, again, going on site, all those tools and those processes are changing. Um, and it's, it's exciting to see, but it's hard work for a lot of these carriers to work their way through it. I want to talk a little bit more about the tech. Will we soon see new technology or is this just a development of the old technology? And, and what Technologies have been pioneered or perhaps matured during this time. 
Yeah, I think we're seeing a tremendous amount of new technology come into insurance right now. Um, it, it's such an old industry, if you will, uh, in terms of truly the age of the industry, but also in terms of how forward it is with using technology. There is significant opportunity out there um, for new tech to come in and provide efficiencies. Uh, and we're seeing that, again, all the way through the, the workflows, if you will, from the way first notices of losses are, are now being reported electronically um, through all the way uh, to digital payments instead of checks. Um, so from beginning to end, um, there's so many different tech companies coming into this space. Uh, and that's one thing that I think CoreLogic actually is capitalizing on with our Digital Hub Alliance. And I know you'll be talking about that in some future podcasts, but it, you know, our Digital Hub Alliance is really a way for all insure tech to sort of quickly and easily integrate um, with the insurance space and, and offer their products or services to the industry. And so to your, to your question, absolutely, Georgie, a lot of insure tech coming in lot of opportunity uh, to help this industry and we're seeing it happen every day. In terms of the the type of technologies that have been as I said pioneered or matured through through COVID, virtual inspections you've spoken about, DIY tools from underwriting, those sorts of things, can we get some case studies, some concrete examples of what we've seen done well or not done well? Yeah, no, you, you absolutely can. I, I think in terms of those industries, they're sort of the technologies that have matured. There's, there's two that I, I just want to call out, two that sort of types of technologies. One is the way that people are communicating right now. So the use of video and secure applications, you know, to submit documents, submit photos, videos, that's really expanded. So the ability to do communicate remotely. Um, and then I think secondly, it's the, the scoping or gathering of information um, throughout the insurance process, either I'll say assessing a property, you know, upfront or assessing it you know, after a loss, but trying to, again, remotely gather and scope in, uh, the information, the scope to loss, gather the information. Those two types of functions have really matured. And so, yes, there are some case studies around that that we can talk about from a core logic perspective that talk about say a 20 to 40% reduction in process steps. So if you, you know, if it takes 50 steps today to handle a certain um, claim, we're able to show where it would maybe only take 40 steps in in tomorrow's world, that type of thing. Um, Other examples might be, you know, a 20 to 30% reduction in call center calls. So for when there's a policyholder who's actively engaged in the process, they don't need to call as much. And so you, you start to see a significant reduction in call center calls. And then some of the other areas where there's case studies and, and there's sort of proven data around it is um, NPS scores, you know, the customer service scores um, in terms of a happier claimant or, or policyholder. So there's benefits that can be shown, um, you know, that are in essence proving faster, better, cheaper, you know, in claim handling and CoreLogic has all of those case studies. I mean, I mentioned the who's doing things well and who isn't. Uh, not every digital solution, as we know, is is equal. Uh, who has done it right? Who hasn't? Well, I'm not going to call out any names here, uh, oh. if you will. But uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to do that for you. But I think um, the carriers and supply chain companies that have done it right are those, again, that are thinking big. They're thinking years down the road. Um, if you think about it, 14 years ago, we had, in essence, the first cell phone come out, you know, when the iPhone was introduced. And, and now look where we are, you know, and 
some carriers just can't seem to get going. Um, many are taking sort of a singular step, right? And, and that's, we talked a little bit earlier, that incremental cautious approach. We need the carriers that are taking those enterprise-wide holistic um, digital omni-channel sort of digital experience approach. That's where we're seeing the success. Those are the ones that are doing it right. And the piecemeal approach, um, it might help solve one little piece, but you've got people frustrated throughout other areas of your process and your workflow. So it's not necessarily getting you the end result that you really want. Where does Core Logic fit into all this? The role in this transformation and the impact that COVID's had on the B2B insurance space? Uh, great question. I mean, I think the, the obvious statement here is look, this transformation is not easy. Um, going from sort of pre-COVID to post-COVID, going through a digital transformation, being pushed into a virtual working environment, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's difficult for companies to move through that transformational um, time period, if you will. But I think CoreLogic can help um, carriers or, or supply chain companies do just that, go through the transformation. And sort of in my opinion, there's probably, I'll say four ways we can do that. Um, first, we have property data. Uh, we have the best property data uh, out there of any company, period, bar none. And we can help use that data to sort of power digital solutions that the carrier might be uh, considering and or help them make better decisions um, using that data. Uh, I think secondly, besides the data, there's the software. So we have actual software platforms that allow users to work effectively in a digital environment, uh, be it again on the underwriting side or the claims side. Uh, probably the third area, uh, Georgie, is, is really gonna be around the industry's only truly full open API. Um, so allowing plug and play options for carriers to, to use the insure tech we were talking about that's coming in to change from, from one option to another. We have the only API that really allows for that to happen. Um, and I think the, the last area is then what we referenced earlier, the digital hub, right, where any insure tech partner can partner with CoreLogic um, and get access to, you know, via the network to the whole industry, that's a game changer that no one else has. So I, I think, you know, in sum to, you know, how is CoreLogic playing in the space and how can they help? I think you can look at it from data solutions, software solutions, and a, sort of our structure around the digital hub. Any or all of that can help companies um, through the digital transformation. As you said, we'll find out a lot more about those uh, later on in this series. But Wes, what is the danger of those companies that say, well, not that they don't want to get on board with this digital transformation. They just haven't. Uh, will they be left behind? I think absolutely. I think they will. Um, we see it in other industries um, where, if you will, the winners are the ones that have the easiest uh, and most effective digital experience. You know, I, I, there was a, uh, a study done by CTEC not too long ago where 40% of the people that are uh, leaving, you know, one carrier going for another, the, the reason they leave is it's quote too hard to, you know, navigate through what is a non-digital experience. And so if you have that many people leaving because it's too hard, they're going to be you know, gravitating to those where it's easier. And that's going to be a successful digital experience. And so I think to your question, you know, what's going to happen to those that don't change or don't change fast enough you also answered it. I think they're going to be left behind. They will lose um, policyholders, no doubt. 
have you been surprised at, dare I say, at the state of your industry? You said it historically, you know, it's been quite slow to to uptake digital transformation, but really this pandemic has shone a light on, well, many things. It's um, been an, uh, an incredible experience for everybody. What can we learn? What have you learned from this? Um, I think what we've learned again is this, that the transformational change, um, not incremental change, but transformational change is hard. It takes an entire company um, from top to bottom to be successful at it. You can't just have the leader say, we're going to uh, you know, use this new vendor and hope for success. Uh, we see companies having to deploy uh, truly visionary leadership. We see them having to deploy new technology. We see them having to deploy new processes to support that technology. And we also see them having to get employee buy-in. And to get all four of those done so quickly in this short amount of time and to move four years of change into a six-month time period, very, very difficult. And so that's sort of the lesson learned is we're seeing the different components of this change, how companies are successfully moving forward the effort required to move forward successfully, um, and then the consumer expectations, again, forcing that to happen. So more than anything, I think it's being able to sort of reflect back on it and and see what has happened and how it happened, who was successful, who wasn't. Those are the lessons learned. And reflect back to look forward. Um, (laughs) In your 30 years of industry experience, in a perverse way, this is sort of an exciting time it is. It's uh, you can go back if you really want to date me or some others. You can go back to you know what the internet did to uh, change history, just using you know email and 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 bringing you know those sort of changes in. I think this is the second very very significant change, and and this one's being forced upon us. Whereas I think the industry drove some other ones. This one was forced upon the industry to make the changes incredibly fast. And um, they're working their way through it. But it is, to your point, a very exciting time to think where this can go, to understand how we can operate like other industries. Actually quite exciting. Where can it go? What's next for insurers who want to go all in on digital? I think it's going to be you know, an entire company transformation. It's, it's going to be on the front end, applying for insurance. Um, working through uh, inspections, appraisals, claims, getting paid virtually uh, and digitally. Believe it or not, insurance could be a pleasant experience. You know, right now you see on, on TV, everything is, um, you know, it's, it's a product that's become a, a priced commodity. Uh, that's all you see in terms of the advertisements. And I think we can turn this um, into um, a, almost, dare I say, a pleasant experience. It's easy to navigate you can get your insurance quickly, feel good about it, and get paid quickly. And insurance sort of doesn't have that black cloud over it. It can be like any other industry where it's you know a good experience. You feel comfortable having insurance and, and be able to move forward. So it's going to take a lot of work to get there, but I think we can absolutely, as an industry, do it. Do you think there's a danger that this may slow down, that actually all the lessons learned and the transformations and it may just go back to as it was or is the genie out the bottle now it's absolutely out of the bottle now there's no going back so at CoreLogic, we've had a lot of conversations with the carriers with the supply chain in in the insurance space in the claim space and to a t they're absolutely saying this is here to stay 
it's it's driven by other industries. It's driven by the consumer expectations and experience. There's no going back. Uh, it's just a matter of how quickly and successfully are we going forward. So you're right, that genie's out of the bottle. Wes Jones, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much, George. Appreciate you having me on. I certainly look forward to hearing uh, from the rest of your podcasts on the Digital Hub and, and moving forward. That'd be great. Thanks. Thank you very much. And for more information about CoreLogic's vision for insurance, visit corelogic.com forward slash protect.